everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician based here in Chicago, and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Uh, music Therapy is a show slash podcast. I began uh, to talk about music and mental health, uh, music careers and music business, the creative process, anything that me and my guests want to talk about, um, music related or otherwise, uh, we talk about it all. And if you want to know more about the podcast, about myself and my own music, uh, upcoming events, upcoming guests, please visit my website at jessicarisker.com. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well and hanging in there. Uh, here in Chicago, it, uh, it's been a rough February uh, with the weather, but it actually felt a little somewhat decent today, so that's nice. Um, and... Tonight, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm waiting on her to join here, keeping an eye out for her. Hey, David. Hey, Jarvis. Hey, Dave. Uh, I'm keeping an eye out for my guest, who is Mia Joy. Um, she's going to be joining us tonight. She's a Chicago musician. She's got a new single coming out um, via... Well, she just put one out. Sorry. She just put out a single via Fire Talk Records. And she's got an album coming out uh, called Spirit Tamer that's going to be coming out. And she can tell us a little bit more about that. And it looks like Mia just joined, so let me invite Mia on. There you are. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. How are you, Jessica? Uh, I'm good. I've had kind of a whack. I, it's not worth getting into, but kind of a weird day. So maybe if I just say that, it'll get some of my energy out a little bit. But I'm good. I can't complain. How are you doing? Saying hi. Saying hi to the homies. <laughs> I'm okay. I actually. See Sully. I see Danielle. I. Um, you what? I have. I got some fun mail just 30 minutes ago. I got my test pressing of the album, and I just like freaked out. Cause it's real. It's That's happening. really exciting. Is it, can you show us? Is it near you? Yeah. I didn't have time to like rip it open and, and put it on, but it's here. That's so great. That is really exciting. <laughs> I see lots of hearts. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm speechless. I can't believe it's here. I, I, I think I'm just going to be like Niagara Falls when I start playing it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a huge moment. I'm glad. I'm so uh, glad that this this timed out really well. Our interview. I'm so glad that it's kind yeah. of right here at this really exciting moment for you. I know you just put a single out. Let me think for a second. I want to. Well, first of all, I want to say that sometimes because of the you know Wi-Fi and Instagram and everything, there may be a little bit of delay. So hopefully we won't feel like we're. I don't want to feel like I'm interrupting you. But if that happens, then we'll know that that sometimes does happen. So. Oh yeah. Um, but so let's see, let's, let's kind of dive in. I want to hear about your album. I want to kind of orient the listeners to you and, um, you know, what your life looks like these days. So can you share what, do you have a typical week or month these days that you can share and kind of give us a glimpse into what your, your life looks like? Yeah, so um, I guess the only real um, consistency and stability <laughs> I've had this like entire um, past year has been um, I am a music teacher, a music instructor through this fabulous uh, nonprofit um, intonation. Um, I've been teaching with them for the past 
three years um and we've been really lucky to be able to do everything online and um i'm like so 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 grateful um i we just started again um in january and i just picked up a new class i'm teaching vocals to high school students uh -huh. which i'm like so stoked on because i consider myself more of a vocalist than anything um and this is like the old oldest age group i've ever taught so i'm like really nervous because um i i, I just have imposter syndrome and they're so smart and they learn so fast so i'm like constantly teaching myself um a few things before class um but yeah i'm i'm ecstatic i was actually listening to uh your interview with tall sounds and yeah uh, i was just thinking of that yeah natalie is like she's like incredible but she's also like someone like a career i look to as like i could teach and be a musician and like privately create things on the side um and that feels like sustainable and something that fulfills multiple creative itches so yeah i'm teaching online um that's about it <laughs> so, okay i mean uh i was gonna ask you about that if that's you had mentioned that we had talked a little bit um previous to our interview just to kind of check in and you had mentioned teaching and i was wondering if that was something that you how much how much of your week does that take up it sounds like it's kind of a more of a part-time thing right now Is that yeah right? yeah um so in the beginning of the pandemic i was working like multiple jobs and intonation was something i was always passionate about and that i wanted to do because i cared a lot about it and felt like it was more of a career thing and it was just like teaching as much as you know the hours that they could give me and then the pandemic hit and then i obviously was not going to work minimum wage to like risk my safety and my health. Um, yeah. And I'm actually so much happier now making way less and teaching, um, you know, kids that I care about. And um, what was the question? <laughs> Just kind of, you know, it, it sounds like you see yourself growing in this direction in addition to doing, you know, your music that that seems like a kind of a dual path that sounds like something yeah, you want to work towards I just, or, or working towards. Yeah, I just got really lucky. Um, my friend Vivian, Vivi, she, she brought me in to the organization. Um, and I, it just seems like the right thing to do. And I, I wouldn't want to be paid to be doing anything else because I get to think about music and teach music and play music and my whole life is consumed with music and like uh -huh. I can't think of like anything else I'd rather be doing I think the only like challenges is that I have to push myself to like learn more theory um I've ne I never went to university for music um I'm completely self-taught so uh -huh. I'm I'm always constantly questioning how good or how sharp of a musician I actually am because I think I'm more of like an intuitive um creator i think i i i make music not in a space that is like structured or a perfectionist at all so this is actually something i really need to teach myself 
more music theory and to teach others it's yeah it's a, it's it feels it feels like i'm on the right path and no matter how scared i am about um not being a good enough musician it, it does keep me pushes me to be a better teacher i guess that's i mean it sounds that's i think that's great that you feel like you can take this love and have it in different areas of your life and you know i'm i'm interested in the idea i have had these feelings before too and somebody else i talked to recently expressed this of just feeling like what is a quote real musician like what does that mean what does that look what do you what are the requirements to earn the label real musician you know do you need to know theory do you need to know how to play an instrument do you uh, I don't know. I think it's a really open thing, but what do you think about, yeah, I'm not trying to I get to pin down a definition, but no, yeah, it sounds no, like you I think, think about it. It's the same kind of a discourse as people say, like, what is art? What, who, who are you to be an artist? And I, I, I tell my students this all the time because they're like, oh, I don't really know. I'm just doing it. It's, I don't know. A, a person that has, the passion and the drive to make music can consider themselves a musician um, if it's something that, that they gravitate to over and over again. Um, my I come from um, a family of musicians too, so it's something that's been a part of me since like the day I was born. Um, uh -huh. There really wasn't an option for me. I just like there wasn't a day that I didn't want to do music and I didn't. Uh -huh think of think about it my my dad is like a blues guitarist he always had um studios in the basement and my brother is also a very talented um composer and like really into black metal um so there was always <laughs> music in the house um and my abuela used to like sing in a band in like monterey so it's like what my dad picked up and passed along to me and um my mom is also very creative uh, and she wrote and did art. I actually went to school for ceramics, for like fine arts. And I love, uh -huh. I love ceramics. I love art. Um, I, I don't think I would ever be happy just doing like one medium. And I don't think I ever will. I pretty much pick up things all the time. Um, I used to like, in high school, I used to make like movies, like film stuff. I, I love film. It's, I'm very scattered brained. Um, but music was always something that was like, something I couldn't get away from something I was always doing in private. Um, I acquired some equipment from my dad because that was like a connection that we had. Um, he gave mm -hmm. me like a guitar in high school and um, I kind of just ran with it. He just taught me really basic chords. And that's like all I know to this day. Um, uh -huh. I've like taught myself piano, um, like minimally. And um, I think I just got really lucky that I, I, I just have an ear and I can figure things out. Um, it's totally whack-ass backwards. I wish I had a more formal introduction to like music theory, but I'm really grateful for um, the way that I learn music because I think it's helped me not um, get feel stagnant or it doesn't, I don't feel like music is work. 
Uh-huh. It's luckily sustained as like a passion and something I do for fulfillment. Um, I'm ranting. <laughs> no, it's, it's, there's, you're saying a lot of interesting things. Are there, I actually have two questions. So one is, hopefully I'll remember them. One is what do you think knowing more music theory would add to your music? How would that help? Do you think so i think i mean uh, i i'm always really grateful for more knowledge um and i'm i my brain is constantly going um I, I with more music theory i think i would keep up with the ideas that i have <laughs> um because my my musical aspirations and tastes are constantly shifting and evolving and that sounds really pretentious but i promise it's true i i feel like what I was interested in last year and the year before that is like always evolving. Um, like right now I'm really into like house music and um, ambient music and, and, and like techno and drum and bass. And I, I can just go into tunnels of like discovering more um, electronic music that is inspirational. And I wish I knew how to handle more modular synths um so i could like make the things that i'm hearing and yeah and <laughs> manifest like more sounds because i'm absolutely bored with guitar i'm not a guitarist i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to make another like rock album i don't see that in my future i feel like uh -huh. i'll probably always write songs on guitar because i know how to but like my dream in like two to three years would be like mostly ambient soundscapes or mostly synthy electronic stuff um and it's it's funny because when you're when you're creating an album and you're writing an album it for me it takes a long time and then you have to pitch it and then it's made and then it's three years later and then you're in a completely different creative space and it's like totally looking at a star that's like not there anymore and then yeah i have to like pitch it to you of like something i wrote three to four years ago um and not to like discredit my music now or my music from a few years ago um it's just like try i'm just trying to keep up with the <laughs> um all of my ideas and and things i want to make so to get to your, to the answer of your question, if I knew more music theory, I think I would be able to like catch up with all all of my ideas and kind of execute those. Try to yeah, try to shift my sound a little bit more, um, and I know that I'll get there. And sometimes it's just like a matter of not being able to afford the gorgeous equipment that you want. Um, yeah, and luckily I have you know, friends that are like willing to share studios that I can play around with. But um, hopefully that's like a temporary thing. Hi, Michael. Um, Michael's my guy. He helps record all of my stuff. Oh, all, great. <laughs> Hi, Michael. Every, everything I've ever made, essentially, actually, um, while he's here, me and Michael used to live together like seven years ago six years ago um and he was like getting his 
studio off the ground, Pallet Sound, and while we were still living together, he like recorded my first ever, ever, ever demo. Um, and we just had a very fluid um, working relationship and he just instinctively knows um, what I'm going for because we know each yeah. other so well. So I actually don't know what it's like to work with someone that you don't know really well and that you're not really comfortable with. And that still scares me because I feel like such an incredibly private person and recording something and explaining the material to someone feels really intimate and really private. And um, especially because I consider myself like a very lo-fi um, bedroom artist who like tracks and demos everything by myself. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel way more comfortable recording my vocals in my room alone and private and bringing it to someone into a studio is like sometimes scary um but it's very never exposed with, yeah never with michael though he's just like one of my best buds so it's like it's like fun it's like okay i wrote this like six months ago i was going through this this is the feeling this is the texture i have in mind let's go and it feels like it feels like fun play um, that actually kind of feeds into the other question I had, which is, you know, you you had said earlier that music never feels like work to you. And I was wondering if, you know, it ever feels, if you do ever get frustrated or if it ever feels difficult when you're working on something, I don't know if you would call that work or not. Um, maybe I equate work and struggling in my mind but uh you know how when you're trying to execute an idea or describe it to somebody do you have moments of frustration or blocks or does it ever feel tough to push through um i mean again this is all <laughs> this is all michael like i i can be like in layman terms i'm like i really want it to be like blah 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 and he's like okay got it and then uh-huh <laughs> like throw a different texture or he'll change the the phrasing around or, or something um it feels more like explorative and learning moments and i think always every every session every every new song i'm i feel like a little bit stronger and a, and a little bit more aware and um have more direction so um I mean, it is work, I guess, but it's like, because I care about it so much because I'm so passionate about it, there's always like a drive to like keep going and to, mm -hmm. to make it perfect. It's this album took three years, um, like two, two years to like write and record, partly because <laughs> I was like writing as we were going and originally it was an EP and then it turned into a full LP. And uh -huh. um, there was like, there's some songs on here that are like super old and that we like did not touch ever since like we recorded it because it was just beautiful uh -huh. <laughs> after like two takes and we're like let's not touch it and then there's some songs that we were like endlessly revising and completely shifted like haha has shifted so much <laughs> since the beginning um it was originally kind of like a rocker 
like guitar focused but i'm so glad that's that, interesting yeah it, sounds, Michael, it does not sound like a rocker now it's very beautiful no, and, ambient. and it's, yeah and it's really like listening listening to like what the content of the song is about and like shifting the mood of the sound and thank god michael like made it more um more synthy and pushed it more th that direction and um i think my gut is really really strong and i always know what i don't like and i always <laughs> know what <laughs> i always i always know what's not when it's not there and i kind of follow that gut and follow that intuition and once it's like no i think we're here i think this is it um it's always been true to me so that's kind of the story with haha it, that took like that was one of the first songs that i wrote for the album like i wrote it super quickly but it evolved so much and i'm really really glad that we took the time for it um so how did you know like, when it was right yeah sometimes you know when it's right and sometimes you know when to keep going or i do luckily well, how, how did i guess how do you know that how do you know okay, i can't so. explain i can't explain that to you i just do um it's i just yeah i don't know if I always shoot for trying to make music that I am, that I would listen to on my mm -hmm. own. Um, and I'm incredibly hard on myself and I, I don't know, I just want to make music that um, I'm proud of for, for years. Um, my last EP, I didn't feel like I had much creative control at all. and. I am, I think that, I think the people that performed on it are extremely talented and it means so much to me as like my first release, but it does not at all reflect like what I sound like now or, um, it's just like, I don't even know who that is, <laughs> um, uh -huh. cause it's been so many years. Um, and I, I don't, I think it taught me a lot of having creative agency and, trying to um have more control over the things that i'm making and putting out and i'm really lucky that i work with people that i that i trust and that have my best interest in mind in listening mm -hmm. to my thoughts and executing them so you know that i think is a good lead-in to ask you about the content of the album you had shared with me that this is really closely connected with mental health and some of your experience with that. And I wondered if you're comfortable sharing what the influences were and the inspiration were, were about. Yeah. Um, I think it's no surprise to all the people that know me intimately <laughs> that I have lived with depression and social anxiety for since I was like a tater tot. Um, and music has always been a coping mechanism for me. Um, thank God it's like something that I went to when things were really hard. Um, whether that be like listening to it or, or making it. Um, and the beginning of writing this album was an incredibly low dark period and it was also a period of like lightning bolts, like writing it, things were just like pouring out of me. And um, 
it's another thing of like, I just, I know when I know, and when I, sometimes I can just write a song in an hour and um, that's kind of the experience of like half of this album um, because I was feeling so strongly and um, it was just, yeah, it was definitely a way of, of coping. There are just a few themes of um, like haha is, is kind of a cheeky take of, of, of depression. Um, because I, I wanted to write a song that was fun to listen to, um, that had kind of darker undertones. And mm -hmm. um, I really like, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of Robert Smith of The Cure. And I think he's like the king of this where he can write really, um, really sad songs that are like bangers and like really fun. And that was kind of like what I was aiming for, for, for Haha. And Spirit Tamer is kind of just a, a symbol of, you know, um, collecting all of my moods and collecting all of these energies and, and having all these like different sides of me uh, and kind of the cycle of, of healing. Um, and it was originally a poem, but I kind of liked keeping it as like a melodic interlude in the beginning of the album because I wanted it to be um, whatever it meant to you. And mm -hmm. I purposely kept a lot of the lyrics of the album kind of minimalist and stark because I wanted it to mean whatever it could mean to you. Um, I wanted it to be universal, but like the feelings still be, um, the feelings to still be there. Um, there, there's a song on the album that I dedicated to one of my, my best friends who's passed and that's incredibly, um, personal to me, obviously, and intimate to me, but I kept the lyrics also pretty vague and, um, that way the, the listener can take in whatever they wanted to about it. Kind of projected our meaning onto it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's just, it's just about how my friend visits me in my dreams and how she asks if I'm all right. And um, I'm sure that's an experience that other people have had. And um, I just wanted to capture it as, as well as I could um that's that's beautiful um i wanted to ask you about you know talking about your emotional self and experiences that you've gone through and this is kind of um this was based on something that you and i had talked about previous to this interview when we were checking in beforehand you had said something i highlighted which was with your family that music was you were taught music was a way you were taught how to express yourself. I wanted to ask you more about that. Like what, what do you mean by that? Was it, you know, you listen to music or you play music or how did, how were you encouraged to use music to express yeah. yourself? Um, golly, that's like, yeah. Um, my, yeah, my dad is like the most passionate man I've ever met in my life. He's also like a huge, hothead and like big baby and there's also a song about him but he like was gifted 
this passion and channels it into music. And I think whenever I was like crying, he would be like, it's in your bones, it's in your blood. You gotta put it down on paper. You gotta write about it and then come back to me. And like, that's how we were taught to be like, how to, um, how to feel our feelings and how to like cope through the world. Um, and like me and my brother are very, very different, but we do the same thing where we like privately write music in our caves for like months and months. And then when we're ready to show it, we show it. Um, yeah, I feel very lucky that that was like one of the tools that was given to me at a very young age. Um, I joined the Chicago Children's Choir when I was like eight or nine um, when mm -hmm. we moved into the city. Um, and that was also an incredible education. I guess that was my education because they taught me how to read and they taught me my scales and I was like singing in different languages. We were like going on tour singing at like temples and uh -huh. um, across the state. And it was all very very, very professional and very, very hard work. And it taught me like my love of um, like different cultures and different different cultures of music, which is like so important to me now. And um, my love of harmonies, which is like mm -hmm. my bread and butter now. <laughs> um, like I, it's so hard for me to write a song where I'm not having like three part harmonies because uh -huh. it's just like, my favorite thing to do in the world um and like towards the end of the pandemic me and me and my friend jess and my friend joey would like work on harmonies to sing live and like i really miss that <laughs> um but yeah what well <laughs> i forgot what you asked it was just you know how you use music to cope with your emotions i'm i'm wondering if there is is there a particular emotion that you find easiest to express through music or emotion that you find the most difficult to express through music? It's really hard for me to write um, happy music. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's really hard for me to write happy music. I don't know how to do it. Um, I, and it's so funny to me when I'm reading these write-ups of like pop, like indie pop, dream pop. I'm like, I guess, that is aesthetically what it sounds like, but I, I'm not even, I'm not trying to be pretentious at all. I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not like well-read or educated in pop music and I wouldn't know how to like whip up a pop song. And um, I, it's hard, it's hard as in pop, as in music that is for entertaining purposes only and that are like uh -huh. meant to like move your body and like, it's really hard for me to be like, okay, I want to write a song that is like upbeat to entertain you. Um, How would you describe your music? I don't know. I like, that's, I have no idea. I have a really fuzzy spot in my brain when trying to identify what my music sounds like or how it comes across because mm -hmm. I, I, what, what I feel that it is and how people take it in is very different. You know, once uh -huh. you release it, it's like the world song and it's, everybody's song and for me it's still like I can I can say like this song sounds super sad to me because I know how I felt when I wrote it and other yeah. people were like I love like it's it's great it feels great and I'm like cool <laughs> yeah it's really sad to me but um it's really easy for me to use despair and to use heartbreak and to use anxiety because I because I use
use it as a coping music. Can you hear me? You, you actually kind of breaking up a little bit. I can hear you now, but you're a little fuzzy. It's really easy for me to use um, feelings of despair and heartbreak and anxiety as a nucleus for songwriting because that's what I'm feeling while I'm writing it as I'm coping with it. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a plethora of time for me to write more and more stuff like that. Um, but it would be cool. It would be cool to be like really happy one day and be able to like write entertaining music that makes people dance. That's 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 why I love Arthur Russell so much because he can write like these gorgeous um, like ballads, these like country folk ballads. And he can also write an album like World of Echo that is like avant-garde and incredible and just unique and electronic and like that's also a division that I feel in myself that I want in my career because I have so many eclectic tastes of music uh -huh. and I would love to lend myself to every, every kind of musical whim and inspiration that I have. I would love to write a more upbeat, entertaining, electronic album one day, hopefully next. Um, hopefully your next for, album. Hopefully, but for now I'm writing my sad shit. <laughs> I can yeah. definitely relate to. Uh, I feel I'm definitely feeling the need for some upbeat music just because I want to get out of my house and um, yeah. I don't know. It feels like that might be something that's going to pop up. Um, well, in like, a few months. My my relationship to Joey, who is my my best friend and my keyboardist who is like king of pop loves pop music he's taught me so much about the meaning of what pop can be and like he's completely changed my mind about like how powerful and how moving pop can be and and, mm -hmm. and it's changed my perception of how important like how how much the human spirit needs entertaining um lively music and how it can be just as important as something that's like devastating and sad and brooding and like uh -huh. I love I love that I love talking to him about like how pop music can be important and it could not be my flavor it could be not my cup of tea but it doesn't mean that I don't respect those producers or those people that work really hard to make music that does not come natural to me yeah and may never come natural to me um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you, you know, talking about emotions and mental health, are you comfortable sharing just more of the mental health side of things? Or, you know, have you ever been in therapy? If you're comfortable sharing that, we had talked about that previously. So I feel okay asking you that. But um, are you comfortable talking about that? Or? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely. Um... I'm in, currently in therapy, have been in therapy. I um, I think it's the best thing you can do for yourself right now, just to talk to yourself and talk through what you're feeling and um, keep keep yourself grounded in, in time because it's so easy to feel like you're living in a simulation and like every day is the same day and it's really easy to lose sight of like purpose. Um, yeah. And I've... I'm really lucky and I've, I found a great therapist that um, I trust and especially 
in the past three months. Um, I don't, I don't, I would never say that I have seasonal depression. I think I just have general uh-huh. <laughs> regular kind of depression. Um, because I sometimes I feel like I can flourish in, in the winter and, and sometimes I think I'm my worst in the summer. Um, it, it could be any time of year, but this, this, uh, this holiday season was extremely rough for me. Um, just acclimating to how completely different my life was last year and, and the loneliness and um, I'm still like recovering from the breakup and it's just like my therapist tells me all the time it's okay <laughs> to be having a hard time and a hard time and I'm so hard on myself of why am I not you know feeling like myself or why am I not progressing at the rate that I want to be at and mm. it's just a, a lifelong relationship to myself and learning how to sit with um, really really dark periods and usually I'm able to like make dark periods productive for me because I've um, because I've married the 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 depression and the music making and uh-huh. um, I'm sure this is like hard for a lot of musicians now to like feel productive and to feel like they can make music under these constraints and yeah I won't lie to you I don't I'm not making music all the time um but i'm i don't put a lot of pressure on myself to um produce artistic um have like an artistic uh like a discipline um like rate of things like i i if i'm feeling it then i make it and i don't push myself if things don't feel natural mm-hmm. i i i like to keep my desk um you know, I like to keep my pedals out. I like to keep my equipment out because it's, I think it's healthy. I think it's a healthy thing for musicians to like, if you see it out, then you're, you're more likely to pick it up and make something But I, I don't like, I don't, I'm not, I don't get bummed out with myself or I don't yell at myself for like not making stuff on a more regular basis. Cause I'd rather it be like something of quality than like me, like, you know, frying myself out trying to make it uh on a oof, I'm not talking <laughs> no that's I I'm I'm really interested I feel like I could personally uh I'm very interested in what you're saying because I actually really struggle with if I'm not writing then I don't know what I worry about what stop will I not do it again mm. I don't know like I have this expectation so to hear you you know you're kind of saying you have expectations on yourself and therapy and what am I not progressing the way I should be but then with music it sounds like you're very zen it's just like if it comes it comes and if it doesn't that's fine too you know and I don't yeah. want to push it and I think the state like of that. um what's the word the state of um like there's not enough to go around like if you are truly you know a musician or an artist it's always going to come it'll always be there it's just it's like seasonal I see it like weather and like some days are like creative brainstorms and some days it's like not in the cards and, uh-huh. and I think I have I think it's really important to have a, a healthy relationship with yourself um, because it, there's yeah there's just no use in, in beating yourself up um, 
I don't know. Maybe I should be a little bit harder on myself about it. No, but... <laughs> I don't think you should. <laughs> but I think I it makes me feel more grateful for when I am in, in, in really creative spirits and, and writing a lot. Like I, um, in December, I was like, I was like writing nonstop for like two weeks because I made it a point to, by the end of the year, I wanted to release like a lo-fi ambient EP of like stuff that I had on my loop pedal for years. So I was um, mixing it and, and, pulling out old demos and like weeding out like what I felt was worth sharing. And there's like so much more where that came from. Um, I, I filled my loop pedal of a hundred songs and I only released like a, a hand few um, because I knew that this year I was going to be, be you know, officially publicly releasing my album and mm -hmm. I wanted to stay true to who I've always been, which is a very lo-fi ambient um, musician and um, very private um, person. And I wanted to honor that those years of me, you know, recording for myself, by myself, and mm -hmm. with no expectations of like sharing it or, or what it, you know, the reaction would be to, to people listening to it so that actually um something that we had earlier talked about was just kind of your journey connecting with fire talk and you know how how you got to where you are your first of all can you share so your single came out it was yesterday right yeah 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 um and then your album what is the release date scheduled for your album release may 7th may 7th Yes. Do you have a, I felt like you had a reaction to that. Um, no, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's just May 7th is a birthday of one of my evil exes. So now I'm like, ha, I can reclaim that day and that day is mine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It has a different meaning now. Um, um, yeah. So I don't know if you, if you want to talk a little bit about what that journey was like. Yeah, finding fire talk. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I, I, the album was ready a, a while ago, and it was like a process finding the right fit. Um, of course, everybody experiences, you know, rejection, and and I'm so glad that I did experience those rejections because I do feel like it was just like meant to be this way, and. Um, over the summer, I think I was experiencing fatigue and and feeling hopeless that it was just like not gonna happen. And I found Fire Talk um, because one of one of the things that was really important to me was finding a label that I felt comfortable sharing my voice with, first of all, and that includes the label being. Um, you know, inclusive and, and, and diverse. And unfortunately, my experience being in this indie music scene and industry is it is predominantly white, and it feels really discouraging. Um, when you see like all white run labels and all white 
artists and it does feel like there is no space for you sometimes or it does feel like you have to like knock the door down um even though you know that your your product and your art is like beyond worth it um so yeah me and fire talk just had like a very honest conversation about that and i basically was like you were like the most diverse label i can find and um like that that means a lot and I, I think you should give my album a listen. Like, I think I deserve it. And they were like, cool, <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, and that's, that's kind of how it happened. Um, and yeah, I, I feel for a lot of artists that, especially now, it's such a privilege to be able to release stuff and it's such a privilege to be able to share it. And I'm like beyond elated and so grateful. Um, but I, I have so much empathy for, for artists right now feeling like at a crossroads of like, when is my shit going to come out? When is this mm -hmm. ever going to materialize? Um, it, yeah, it's like, it can feel extremely hopeless, especially if you're struggling and living with, you know, whatever mental illness that you carry. Um, and I, I want, I hope that people can keep going because I did and sometimes things happen on their own timing and I know things look really hopeless right now but I I have faith through the music industry and I think people are listening and I think people are trying as hard as they can and yeah that's that's that on that it sounds like you're feeling optimistic uh, right now I am. Right now I'm just trying to, my therapist was like, just be happy. <laughs> just enjoy <laughs> what's going on right now. And, yeah. you know, like be proud of yourself. And it's so easy to like pick up, you know, all, all the problems that are wrong. And there's always going to be shit. There's always going to be problems. Um, you're never going to please everyone. But I, there's so many times I thought I would never be here and i also through all the people that are not here anymore um i do it for them and that always keeps me going there's something else that i wanted that we had talked about previously that i want to ask you about i mean i know it's a very delicate thing but i also think that this is if you're not comfortable talking about it that is of course fine but i wanted to at least bring it up since we had talked about it previously because I think so many people have questions about it or struggles with it, and that's uh, medication um, for mental health issues, for depression. And you had men. You, I'll let you talk. Are you comfortable talking about? Yeah, my my experience with it was is really short. Um, I I was on SSRIs for a few months in my early twenties um, because I felt as though I had no options, mm -hmm. and I was struggling with suicide ideation and i'm really grateful that i was on it when i was on it um but i didn't think that the particular medication that i was on was like either it was canceling out but it was like not like drastically improving my life but yeah. i was also like a baby i was like 21 22 and i mean like living in the city on my own for the first time um 
So there was like so many things working against me and I, it was just like a, a deeply humbling and like self learning um, experience. And it, yeah, I, something that I didn't like about it was it didn't let me cry and, and I'm a big crier. It, I, I feel like it releases toxins and it, it, I think I have a healthy relationship with it and it just helps me get things out and I couldn't do it. And I was like, I don't think I'm at, I think this is just a band-aid. Um, I don't want to disencourage anybody to not try it, but I think it's really important to use the tools that are handed to you when you really need them and, and try every avenue that you can. And I, I know so like all, all my closest friends are, you know, relying on something, um, some sort of medication to keep them going. And I'm really grateful that they have, something because it's better than not trying to take care of yourself um and I, you know maybe one day i will need to try another avenue and try another ssri but um i'm glad that i built my relationship with myself and how to cope um, raw with these chemicals in my brain <laughs> um how often do you see your therapist? Once a week. Yeah. Once a week. Mm -hmm. And how, how long have you known this particular, how long have you been working with this person? Um, just a few months because things, things were getting pretty rough for me in the fall. Um, and I should have found her earlier, but like I said, everything kind of fell into place uh, at the right time. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how it's going now. I'm really grateful. That's great. I'm, I'm really, um, I want to thank you for sharing. I know that that's really intimate information and you're being willing to share that with people. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful that you are fusing music and, um, self care and therapy together. Cause I'm honestly really sick of surface level conversation and it's, it's actually easier for me to like, get down into the depths with you and, and talk about stuff that feels important to me. So thank you for having me. That's my pleasure. Well, let me see. Um, before we, let me check, I'm going to review my notes real quick. See if there's anything else I wanted to ask you about before we get back to the surface. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that we talked about today? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, <laughs> um, my, I know we talked a lot about, you know, my struggle with the uh, depression and, and mental health. And, um, I, I like to think that the people who are, um, the saddest or have, um, such an intimate relationship with, with, with sadness also, um, cultivate you know sense of humor to get them going and i think mm -hmm. that is also a side that i'm like sharing publicly more um and i think it was like really important for me to make the music video that i just put out as as fun and and whimsical because i don't write a lot of happy songs <laughs> and i was like this is my chance to like share um a side of myself that a lot of my friends know but it's fun to share it publicly and 
you know, sometimes it's exhausting just like making sad music all the time. So yeah. that was really fun to do. And I, I, I want to keep using the juxtaposition of, you know, my sad songs and maybe pairing it with something cheeky because I, you know, I'm not two dimensional and it's really fun to share the world, all your sides of yourself. Are, do you have, are you guys thinking about shows or touring at this? Are you God, trying I to wish. make plans right now or? No, no, not right now. I would freaking love to tour. I've never been on tour before. Um, and um, my bandmates are in other bands and uh -huh. they're, they're busy boys. So I think once uh, things open up, it's going to be like crazy. Everybody's going to have lots of plans and I have to share them, which is fine. But um, yeah, that's kind of like my, my biggest dream right now is to like tour Europe at some point, which I have faith. I need to have faith that it'll happen. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just who freaking knows with this year <laughs> like who knows I, I'm, I'm trying to have just like realistic expectations yeah that's probably wise well okay so hopefully in the spirit of some optimism hopefully that you know we'll see some change this year and more music and happy ways that that could look um in the meantime where can people hear your single and how can they support you you can find me on spotify apple music bandcamp anywhere you listen to music i'm there <laughs> pretty much great mia joy. um mia joy yes thank you so much for sharing for your time it was really great to talk to you and uh yeah i hope all everyone thank you guys for for joining us and listening in and uh, I'll have some more, um, you know, have more guests coming up and just, you can go to jessicarisker.com to figure out, to, not to figure out, I need to figure out who they are. You can see once I figure it out um, on my website. And yeah, I think, I think that's good for tonight. Thank you so much, Mia. Thank you, Jessica. Take care. All right. Well, thank you guys. And uh, I'll be back with another music therapy probably about next week. Bye.